Section 109 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World Story, Volume 1, China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 109. The Japanese House. By Basil Hall Chamberlain. The ordinary Japanese house is a light framework structure, whose thatched, shingled, or tiled roof, very heavy in proportion, is supported on stones with slightly hollowed tops, resting on the surface of the soil. There is no foundation, as that word is understood by our architects. The house stands on the ground, not partly in it. Singularity number two. There are no walls. At least no continuous walls. The side of the house, composed at night, of wooden sliding doors, called a motto, is stowed away in boxes during the daytime. In summer, everything is thus open to the outside air. In winter, semi-transparent paper slides, called soji, replace the wooden sliding doors during the daytime. The rooms are divided from each other by opaque paper screens, called fusama, or karakemai, which run in grooves at the top and bottom. By taking out these sliding screens, several rooms can be turned into one. The floor of all the living rooms is covered with thick mats, made of rushes and perfectly fitted together, so as to leave no interstices. As these mats are always of the same size, six feet by three, it is usual to compute the area of a room by the number of its mats. Thus, you speak of a six-mat room, ten-mat room, etc. In the dwellings of the middle classes, rooms of eight, of six, and of four and a half mats are those oftenest met with. The kitchen and passages are not matted, but have a wooden floor, which is kept brightly polished. But the passages are few in a Japanese house, each room opening as a rule into the others on either side. When a house has a second story, this generally covers but a portion of the ground floor. The steps leading up to it resemble a ladder rather than a staircase. The best rooms in a Japanese house are almost invariably at the back, where also is the garden, and they face south so as to escape the northern blast in winter and to get the benefit of the breeze in summer, which then always blows from the south. They generally have a recess or alcove ornamented with a painted or written scroll kekikomo, and a vase of flowers. Furniture is conspicuous by its absence. There are no tables, no chairs, no washhand, stands, no pianoforte, none of those thousands and one things which we cannot do without. The necessity for bedstands is obviated by quilts, which are brought in at night and laid down wherever may happen to be most convenient. No mahogany dining table is required in a family where each member is served separately on a little lacquer tray. Cupboards are, for the most part, openings in the wall, screened in by small paper slides, not separate, movable entities. Whatever treasures the family may possess are mostly stowed away in an adjacent building, known in the local English dialect as a go-down, that is, a fireproof storehouse with walls of mud or clay. These details will probably suggest a very uncomfortable sum total, and Japanese houses are, supremely, uncomfortable to ninety-nine. Europeans out of a hundred nothing to sit on, no fire but a brazier, to warm oneself by, and yet abundant danger of fire to be burnt out by, no solidity, no privacy, 
the deafening clatter twice daily of the opening and shutting of the outer wooden slides draughts insidiously pouring in through innumerable chinks and crannies darkness whenever heavy rain makes it necessary to shut up one or more sides of the house to these and to various other enormities japanese houses must plead guilty two things chiefly are to be said on the other side first these houses are cheap an essential point in a poor country secondly the people who live in them do not share our european ideas with regard to comfort and discomfort they do not miss fireplaces or stoves never having realized the possibility of such elaborate arrangements for heating they do not mind drafts having been inured to them from infancy in fact an elderly diplomat who during his sojourn in a japanese hotel spent well-nigh his whole time in the vain endeavor to keep doors shut and chinks patched up used to exclaim to us mais les japonois adorant les courants d'air furthermore the physicians who have studied japanese dwelling-houses from the point of view of hygiene give them a clean bill of health End of section 109. This recording is in the public domain.